This is Hallway Digressions, laughs, rants, and musings on life and culture from the Lakewood Park Bible Department. Welcome everybody to another episode of Hallway Digressions. Fellas, this is that special episode. This is the one that that every little Bible scholar aspires for, that (laughs) sweet 16. When a a podcast enters into adulthood, (laughs) when it it blossoms... But, but but wait a second if if we're if we're comparing this or relating it to uh human years 16 is when you think you know everything but you still do a lot of stupid things well that sounds quite <laughs> on sounds accurate. yeah <laughs> thank you brett because that gives us yeah. a little bit of license to uh yeah to hey wait wait a minute aren't you still aren't a lot of uh sophomores still 16 oh that's true yeah yeah, so good old uh, wise morons, right? Maybe you're. <laughs> are you commenting on your students? Always. Uh, <laughs> I I look forward to every year in tenth grade to, to be able to ask them. Do you know what sophomore means? <laughs> <laughs> and it's Greek, so you know. Yeah. Win win. Well. <laughs> it's good to be with you, gents. Um, hey, let me, uh, you know, we, we always love to make sure that we're acknowledging some of our faithful followers, those who reach out to us and say um, that this podcast is what gets them through the week, that it is, uh, it is uh, probably on the same level as bread and water, um, that it's, it's life-giving to them. And, uh, and so we just, we just recognize that a lot of good things are happening through what we do, gentlemen. And so we just want to give a shout out to some of those who have reached out to let let us know that we've been blessing them. You mean so the crust one, of the bread, though, right? Is what <laughs> the crust. That's, that's it. Where all the nutrients lie. And I don't know that that's true, by the way. Is that what they say? That that's where they all the nutrients Yeah, my mom always that's... said that the crust was the healthiest part, but I don't know that that's true. Isn't that the apple skin? I think it's every oh. part that, like <laughs> that we that. cut off and throw away. <laughs> We're Americans. <laughs> um, so, hey, let's give a quick shout out to one Lauren Kreider and the whole Kreider family. We love the Kreider family. Just some Absolutely. real, real gems over there. Uh, but saw Lauren at uh, youth group last Wednesday, and she expressed she's a uh, faithful follower. So we want to give a shout out to her. Also, nice. gentlemen. My wife was talking to, uh, she, uh, she's in a, a Bible study, ladies Bible study, and she co-leads with um, uh, another lady, Roxanne. And Roxanne was apparently, I don't think I'm overstating, but raving about the <laughs> tremendous success of this podcast to my wife. And my wife is just the one that needs to hear it because <laughs> <laughs> I think she underestimates the, the quality of output the quality of output that we that we do with this with this was show. that the correct was that the correct verb though was it raving or raging like raging man? <laughs> they're very similar it's yeah uh, so uh to you roxanne thanks for telling my wife that she needs to uh that she needs to buy into all that is hallway digressions um once we start producing some uh some merchandise we'll hit you with some free free gear but um that's still in production um as we're uh, acquiring some new sponsors and um just trying to work that circuit 
Speaking of the wives, Brittany heard a, a segment of last week's just because, uh, you know, I like to go in and listen to, to a good part of them just to yeah. listen to sound and yeah. just kind of evaluate it, you know, and, uh, it's game film. Uh, That's what all the pros do. Yeah. Just appreciate myself yeah. and, and, uh, <laughs> and you guys. <laughs> so so yeah, better that, was pretty, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man actually it's sometimes the opposite it's like slofer just you should have stopped it right there <laughs> uh well so it was uh i i was in the bathroom shaving and we have this little bluetooth speaker and i had it on and she she pops in while while it's going and it was in the uh it was in that whole harry potter joke with the, the whole, uh, <laughs> what we were talking about uh what was it the uh yes the autocorrect yeah the autocorrect yes. harry yeah. potter yeah. autocorrects the chronicles of narnia that's right <laughs> yes and she kind of smirked and was like what is this it's like it's it's me it's, it's <laughs> this <is> me. <laughs> that that smirk see you like it so this is what listen. i do regularly yeah <laughs> It's oh, like, geez, it's like episode 15 for crying out loud. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she, she, yeah. she heard a little blurb of it. Uh, very good. Very good. So Brittany Slofer, we, uh, we salute you as well for being another, another big follower now that you've listened to a snippet and surely have bought in to be a committed and faithful listener. Mm. So and we'll she'll never hear one, this. We'll put That's that one on there as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> she'll never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you play that part. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Maybe she'll appreciate it more if, if her name is mentioned. Like, oh, there, there you go. Oh, no, look yeah. at that. You know, that's uh, yeah. That's she'll, how, yeah. That's she'll, she'll listen. She'll listen because she'll want to know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the old, uh, what is it? The old pastor's wife and pastor's family thing, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. That's you get right. to use them what's, as uh, sermon illustrations. <laughs> And then pay for it later. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, um, hey, fellas, we uh, we had a fun episode last week as we talked about some of our favorite things, um, and uh, we we learned a lot about Brett's deep love for WWE, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> and um and how it led him to yeah. jesus really i think that's <laughs> i don't think that that's going well, too far uh, <laughs> but we we have some other things um that we wanted that we wanted to make sure that we didn't miss out on and we even put it in the uh the descriptions of of last week's episode um and and so we just want to tackle this last one that we thought would be both fun uh, but also hopefully um redemptive in some level and that's some of our favorite illogical arguments levied against Christianity. Um, and so, uh, obviously, what we are saying in that is that a lot of the often, um, oftentimes, some of the arguments that are put against Christianity, when scrutinized, um, they tend to not be as sophisticated as maybe uh, those who are throwing them around um, would lead us to believe. And so, fellas, we've had this one um, in the crock pot for a week now, so hopefully things have simmered well enough, and you got a nice um, illogical argument that you'd like to uh, bring before the people. Who, who wants to go first here? <laughs> you got one, uh, Nick? I, to, to be honest, I, I wasn't quite as prepared for it, but I, I've got a couple in mind for sure. So. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. I mean, um, I, I think, you know, oftentimes the problem of evil is, uh, the, 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 the best argument that atheists throw at Christians. Hmm. Um, and, and, and I, w- I would admit that that's probably the best argument as well. However, when you dig into it, um, I, I think it's loaded with problems. Um, first of all, you know, how do you define good and evil without, um, without God himself? So, you know, right there, you can actually turn the argument on its head and argue for the existence of uh, objective morality by using the problem of evil. So it's interesting. So the problem of evil is illogical in the sense that atheists use the problem of evil to argue against Christianity, but you have to borrow from the Christian worldview in order to make the very argument. Right. Right. Um, So I, I think that that one is my favorite because it is quite illogical, but I I think it is the strongest one they they have to offer because mostly because of the emotional component uh, behind it. Um, So um, because a lot of people make the argument from the problem of evil because they've gone through some sort of tragedy or some sort of heartache or some sort of, um, you know, terrible thing in their life that they're just struggling with. And really it's just a they, they they can't come to grips with how God would allow that mm. uh, or, you know, in their mind, maybe even cause it. Um, right. So I think that's the one that I would probably hold up as number one. Yeah, that's good. And and even the problem of evil is sometimes synonymously called the problem of pain, too, as you just said. Right. As you talk about how it, it, it is, it, it, it is a hard one when you are going through trauma or when you are the recipient of of evil or pain sometimes it can be very difficult in the midst of our emotions to make sense out of it or to reconcile it with our theology um but yeah yeah that's good that's good um well i'll go real quick what is your thinking there brett um on which one uh the one that i have that that just confounds me is uh subjective truth um, and you even alluded to it, Nick, as you talked, but just the concept of subjective truth. And you see some of the shenanigans being thrown around today of two plus two can mean five or can, can equal five, you know, and just from a common sense standpoint, it's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, these will be the same people that will be pro science and pro evolutionary theory and and we would say okay well let's use the scientific method to see if two plus two can ever equal five and let's run any number of experiments to do so and i think we will find that the results yield that two plus two every time will equal four um but again when you when you when you go with subjective truth and subjective reasoning no longer can you have any common meaning at all and even the people who want to um, uh, argue for subjective truth, their very argument for their subjective truth is simply subjective to them and therefore irrelevant to me if I were to be consistent with their worldview. So you can't even, uh, sub, the, to, to build an argument for subjective truth uh, even demands a level of objectivity in it, that this is objectively true 
that subjective truth is individualized for each person. And so it's just so illogical that it just breaks down at every turn. And I think when you just seriously and honestly think about um, subjective truth, you see that it's unlivable, um, that, that, that it cannot stand, and that it is simply no more than, um, that, than a way of rationalizing uh, living a life in rebellion to God and the scriptures. Uh, and so that's the one I'd go with. Um, how about you, Brett? What you got? Yeah. Yeah. Those are both great, man. I, I mean, I, I just want to continue dialoguing on what you guys, said. <laughs> those are, there's so much there. Uh, yeah. 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 I, the, the science thing, I, I, I see it, you know, there's a house in our addition sub subdivision. It's like in this house, you know, it's, it's a rainbow flag and it says in this house, uh, science is real. Love is love. And you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, look at it. That, and, and the, a part of, I guess uh, as, as Christians, since we are Christians, we're Christ followers, therefore we're committed to the truth. And a part of uh, being committed to the, to the truth is being able to discern and determine what those phrases even mean. And we know in our day and age, uh, right now, that whole slogan, I stand with science or science, uh, science is real, um, what the culture is referring to there, usually is specifically to uh, climate change, mm. all right? Because that's one of their main political uh, talking points right now. You are a science denier if you don't agree that humanity is uh, helping to speed up the process of climate change to a point where uh, it's going to be, you know, disastrous. And I can think of Greta uh, Thunderberg or whatever her name was, you know, sneering and, and growling and saying, you know, like uh, <laughs> she was <laughs> saying, you know, entire ecosystems are collapsing and, and, you know, we've got, and then AOC is saying we've got 12 years uh, left basically. And uh, beyond that point, the, the damage will be irreversible. So therefore get rid of your car while she flies in a plane. But uh, anyway, so yeah, that's usually what they're referring to when they say science is real, but the inconsistency, <laughs> what you just said. Um, but then right after that, it says love is love. What's that referring to? Well, it's referring to homosexuality and, and really the whole entire LGBTQ uh, movement and, and uh, I'll just say mindset and philosophy. And so right there, they say science is real, but then you go into the transgender um, issue and uh, or uh, whatever you want to call it, and now all of a sudden you have to deny um, biology. <laughs> mm. So um, it's it's very inconsistent. Um, and uh, when that's being called out, it seems like um, many who are embrace that are okay with that inconsistency because it goes back to the heart issue, like you said. They just uh, we want to live the way we want to live. And it was interesting. I was. Um, uh, reading some comments in a thread yesterday, and they were talking about how the uh, gender is not simply binary, and they were trying to prove why because there's some people born with uh, both parts of the anatomy, and you know, or there's some people born XX, but yet they have this and all this kind of stuff. And it was interesting that the person arguing for this kept using the two terms male and female, but yet was trying to say, but there's other. Hmm 
And I'm like, <laughs> and, and so, you know, I wanted to reply, but I wanted, you know, I wanted to save time and not get hooked, hooked into all that. So I just, you know, in my own mind, what would I have said? You know, <laughs> kind <of thing>. so, <laughs> so yeah, I would have called out, well, you, you keep using the terms male and female. What are, where, what are these other gender terms that you're referring to? And why do you have to continue to even present your argument within a, a gender binary system. <laughs> mm. And so, and the things that you're bringing these, these items that you're bringing up, you know, I, I could have still responded to some of it still, you know, if somebody's born with both or whatever, still uh, usually only one functions, <laughs> you know, or, you know, there, there, yes, there are anomalies um, within uh, genetics but that's what they are is they are anomalies and still the biblical worldview can respond to that and does give an answer to that. Mm, and we right. know it going along with what Nick said, it's, it's the fall. And so how is it inconsistent that we have evil and suffering or that we have anomalies in genetics or whatever, uh, while at the same time having a good, perfect, loving God? No, it's not inconsistent. And, and if you want to argue against mm. that, um, if you want to argue against the God of the Bible and the God of theism, then you have to argue within the parameters of, of Scripture and what else the Bible says about reality. But instead, what we want to do is, is, as an atheist, we take that God out of the context of the biblical worldview and then try to refute it. No, put it, put it back into the biblical worldview. And what does the Bible say? Well, uh, this is a fallen and perfect world. He made it perfect, but now we have all of these. We have evil and suffering. We have genetic anomalies or whatever because uh, it has fallen, but he is going to uh, redeem it and, and make it right. In fact, we can already see Christianity as a movement redeeming the fallenness of the world. So anyway, I yeah. find that fascinating. Um, you know, I... Since I already babbled, I guess I'll just take uh, one that just, uh, you guys, this is based off a meme that got me thinking. This isn't one I would normally pick. Um, in fact, maybe we, we can talk about it in another episode. Um, you know, the whole atheism is a lack of belief. That was one I had in my mind. Um, another one is, um, you know, who created God, you know, kind of a thing, because as, as, yeah. as many times as that has been responded to over thousands of years, <laughs> large volumes being written, responding to that, it still <laughs> is alive and well. So, yeah. uh, so those are the two I had, but since I already babbled, I'll just take a real quick one. If you guys could see this, uh, this, this meme and, uh, it's a dude sitting on his couch and it says religion. Nah, he's like, that's just, uh. <laughs> That's just those are that's just a man-made institution to control us. And he's he's holding a McDonald's cup and he's got his phone and there's some pills in the background, probably for anxiety or depression. Not knocking that, but it's a reality. And he's wearing a shirt that says Pornhub, you know. And it got me thinking, huh? Religion, yeah, just man-made institutions to control us. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, who who's the one saying that? A slave. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well. a slave. That's good. Slave to uh, many other things. Um, and in reality, that's all of us, right? Mm. We're all a slave uh, to something. We're a slave to sin. Uh, we were made, and, and here's another term that's being used a lot today. We were made to be sheep. And uh, I know we use that as a slant on others. Like, oh, you're just a sheep being controlled by CNN or, or you're just a, a sheep being controlled by Fox mm. or whatever. And in reality, we all are. Uh, it, the, the real question is, is who or what is our shepherd, right? Oh, yeah, that'll and, preach. Uh, 
Yeah. And so who, who are we listening to? Because Jesus made it clear that, that, you know, we're sheep. Now I know we can get into other analogies of the sheep and the goats and stuff like that. But uh, he said, my sheep, the ones who belong to me, listen to my voice. And uh, so in other words, he's saying there are other sheep, but they're not mine. They don't hear my voice. And, uh, and he makes it clear then in John eight as to why they don't hear his voice, because he said, if you were of me, then you would listen, but you're not of me because Satan is your mm. daddy, basically, is what he said. Well, so, yeah. for you got the makings of a good Calvinist there. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, that's, yeah. what, that's what our followers want. <laughs> yeah. You're taking it too far now. You're taking it way too far. You just totally misrepresented what I said. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Jeff, I'm Jeff Trammell would have loved to hear what you just said right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, couldn't resist that one well hey fellas (laughs) let's move into uh today's main event we got a student and love to give a shout out to this student because uh this this individual is just near and dear to our hearts just a top-notch student um good thinker uh loves jesus loves the scriptures um but whenever we do q a we do just want to keep a level of anonymity to that um for their sake um and so let me just uh, so as this individual surely listening, we just want to say, hey, we love you. Um, but let's go ahead and we got it. We got two questions. Well, a three part question here. Um, I'll go ahead and read all three for our listeners and then we'll we can tackle it one at a time here. Now that we're all good and warmed up. So here's what it says. My first question is, should a Christian listen to secular music? Second should a Christian watch movies or shows that display violence or any type of sinful behavior, even if it is a crime stopper or detective show? Last, I believe uh, they are wrong behaviors. How could I help another Christian stop the desire to listen to secular music or watch shows with sinful behavior? So um, so let's, uh, let's just take this one at a time here, and we'll probably end up... Um, uh, we'll probably end up bridging into uh, into the other questions as we do so. But uh, secular music, um, let's say that for this, let's take question one. We'll say secular music that is not um, ultra profane or things like that. You know, you're good uh, 97.3, your pop, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, not going to be throwing around a ton of cuss words or things like that, but it's not explicitly Christian either and then first number two when we talk about watching movies then maybe we can take um art forms that do display sinful or uh, express sinful things whether that's in in word or in action so uh let's just take secular music slash even movies as well maybe it's a secular movie but it's not um it's not a profane movie is maybe what we could say what are you guys thinking what, what did you call 97.3? What, what genre of music there? <laughs> pop. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, thought, like, like soda. Pop trolls. Soda. Yeah. yeah. Soda. Yeah. <laughs> you had a bit of an accent on that. <laughs> pop. Pap. <laughs> uh, so what do we think here? I, I would say first of, uh, for a foundational answer, before you get into the specifics, I think if you are a student uh, listening to this and uh, you are living in your parents' house and uh, seeking to abide by their rules, if your parents don't want you listening to certain music, Hmm. 
don't. <laughs> or mm. if your parents don't want you listening or watching certain movies, don't, right? They're your authority and they're in control of, of uh, what uh, you're watching. So, so uh, you know, any, any answer we may give would be, you know, uh, post-parental uh, post, uh, yeah. uh, authority. Excellent. That's so, good. Yeah, that's really that. good. <laughs> yeah, that's important. And and the biblical principle on just the simple honor your father and mother and, yeah. and you know right. that's uh that yeah. Good Sounds point. like uh the wisdom of a father of teens right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sensed a little bit of angst and rebuke in there too. <laughs> Passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, because you know episode. the first thing the first thing Sue's going to say to their parents is, well, Mr. Yeah. D or Mr. Slofer or Mr. Johnson said this, so yeah. oh, you know, I, can, I can listen to it. So, no. <laughs> oh, gentlemen. Oh, no, you yes. can't. Yeah. Yeah. Then oh, we get how, canceled. How we have been used as fodder for our students. Yes. Defiance right. and rebellion against their parents. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can I say one student, uh, I just on that note, <laughs> and he knows who he is. Um so yeah, obviously I have atheist books and stuff like that too because you know I I want the the first um, yeah primary source primary sources yeah, yeah I want to hear it out of the horse's mouth, and so uh, his parents find um, Bart Ehrman's misquoting Jesus and they're like why do you have this he's like well Mr Slofer has it <laughs> <laughs> did you tell him why <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i also have a quran and yeah so yeah you know yeah, so, so so um, you know that, that actually is a good place to start so what would be the difference actually you're welcome um yeah you know <laughs> between um reading bart airman's book obviously uh for those who don't know airman is uh at least an agnostic right i don't think he comes out and says an atheist so yeah. agnostic um, so that would be analogous to secular music. So mm -hmm. what distinction would we make between mm -hmm. uh, music or movies and say reading a book by Richard Dawkins or Bart Ehrman? Yeah. I think as you're speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking at least one common uh, underlying element they're dealing or, or relating to this would be motive. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I think motive and intention when it comes to, uh, so obviously the, the motive for, uh, myself reading Bart Ehrman's misquoting Jesus or, um, or, uh, Richard Dawkins, you know, the God delusion is, uh, the motive would be, um, to, to better understand what their position is and why they believe what they believe, um, in order to be a better apologist um, in order to, you know, again, understand the arguments better. I, you know, I, I had to learn early on, I won't get into the whole story here, but early on, um, when it came to creation and, and evolution and creation and specifically the age of the earth, I used to read, uh, just sources from all young earth mm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought, man, I'm mm -hmm. solid in this. And then one time I got challenged from an old earther and I couldn't answer the questions. And so, um, I had to pick up some stuff from old earthers. And I, when I started reading their stuff, I was like, wow, they actually do have some pretty good reasonable arguments here. They're not just a bunch of, you know, uh, idiots or, or, or heretics even, you know, and so, uh, compromisers. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So, 
so yeah, um, there, there's a lot of wisdom in that. So at least when it comes to books like that, I would say there, there could be motive there. Um, motive would be involved, but I think um, there probably so devil's ad devil's advocate is uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm watching game of Thrones for research. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And that, I think that gets into question number two about when yeah. sinful behaviors mm. are displayed. Um, yes. If yes. that's uh, categorically the same or if that's to be differentiated. Um, sure. As we talk about, um, you know, even as it pertains to doing research with regards to other worldviews, um, you know, I think about we, we have an example of it in scripture. Paul, Paul quoted pagan Greek philosophers and use that in his argumentation and and what you know is to be presumed is that he he read it or interacted with it at some level in order yeah. to understand it in order to refute it and um and right. so i think we so we have that example in scripture and so i think we can say like uh, that's that's permissible if the apostle paul did it <laughs> um yeah. not yeah. that he was right. in any way a sinless man but uh what we have of his life recorded in scripture um yeah uh, I, I think i think we can we can take that as okay. I had to actually mm -hmm. respond to a parent on this one time, mm -hmm. uh, that, which is interesting. And um, they, they made a good point. Um, but I, I'm trying to think of the examples used. <clears throat> um, but I had pointed out that, so in order to do research or, or to know something better, you know, it kind of leads into that whole discussion on, well, then should we partake in and indulge in sin? in order mm -hmm. to know and understand it better. And so I had pointed out, so going back to Game of Thrones, I had pointed out that, you know, um, it would be an outright blatant sin for me to watch people have sex. Mm -hmm. Okay, so to watch two other people, to see them nude, uh, to, to watch them have sex, um, obviously, you know, Jesus said, if you even look upon a woman or a person with lust and, and so on. So, so, um, that would be me partaking in sin myself or, uh, you know, going and getting drunk in order to understand, you know, again, that would be me blatantly sinning. Um, and so mm -hmm. there is a difference between that and then me simply reading a, a book, uh, from an atheist or whatever, or let, let's take it back to some of the original questions, like a show, a crime show. Okay. So, um, a crime show, I, there probably is going to depict some violence in there. Um, most likely though, um, you know, the violence is going to be, you know, the good guys, the police officers or whatever, trying to stop the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, so that, Again, it, it kind of comes back to motive and intention. What is this show teaching you about violence, uh, about sinful ways and behaviors? Is it showing that it's wrong? Is it is it glorifying and raising up the, the, the element of justice, that justice needs to be done kind of a thing, and that the evil needs to be stopped uh, sort of a thing? Um, or, you know, uh, is it, is it showing that the violence is good and bad and is it glorifying that kind of a thing? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and again, keep in mind, um, I'm not talking about crime shows. I'm not saying, um, I'll, I'll just flat out say it now. It's, it's never okay to watch nudity and pornography. Mm -hmm. It is never okay to watch nudity and pornography. Um, so, so <laughs> whether, and, and I try to tell my students that, you know, we think, well, it's not porn. We think, um, 
you know, it's, it's not an adult movie. If it's in a movie that's rated R that is not designated as being pornography. Well, if it is a sexual scene, as we know, por- pornography, you guys already know this. So pornea, um, sexual immorality, grapho, uh, graphe, writing, or the, the verb I record. So it's literally, I record sexual immorality. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, so us viewing that in any kind of way, whether it's in a rated R movie or, or a porn or whatever, uh, is sinful, is, is wrong. We are taking in sexual immorality and even reading it. <laughs> so the whole 50 shades of gray and stuff, when that was big and I, I we were reading articles about mm-hmm. that in class yeah. because it's like, look, this is still pornography. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's not okay. It, why is it pornography? Well, what's the image that it's putting into your mind, into yeah. your brain? And so, so anyway, I, I think I kind of went off on a tangent there, but, but I think, um, you know, again, there, there's uh, the, the crime show that you're watching, are you watching NCIS or whatever? You know, I, I don't really watch the shows. I know of them. And uh, how, in what manner is it displaying the sin or the bad? And, yeah. and how far is it going? Is, are you sinning by nature just by seeing it like you would pornography or is it showing somebody robbing a bank you you know what i mean and yeah and i think Mm -hmm. i think that's good i I like the way you um kind of parse that out what is uh, what is the goal and the motive in the display of whatever sinful behavior because again we want to go back to scripture as um maybe a, a guide for us and we have we have sexual acts that are that are on display and oftentimes in, in the Old Testament, man, the Old Testament is riddled with, with sinful sexual acts. The book of Genesis, I tried reading it to my six-year-old son, and I was trying to like <laughs> retranslate on the spot. And when we came in, he had sex with his daughters. Uh, let's go ahead and change that. He knew yeah. his daughters, and Caleb just, you know, <laughs> yeah. didn't even know yeah. uh, it. Was, all it right, was we're hard. putting VeggieTales in. <laughs> you got Judah and, and that whole awkward scene. You have the book of Judges. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have Song yeah. of Songs, which even though that's in a in a right context of two yes. lovers, um, nevertheless there is a level of of graphicness to it, and yeah. so uh, but the motive is to um, to inform us of sin and to show the depth of human depravity, ultimately to lead us um, to Christ um, or to set before us a a biblical right understanding of um, sex or whatever it is. And so the motive when it's in scriptures is going to be pure um, and good and right. Um, And that's obviously not always going to be the case from Hollywood. um, But I think motive is, 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 is important because I could see someone saying, well, what about all those old Testament, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. deals right there. You know, what makes song of Solomon any, any different from 50 shades of gray. And we would say <laughs> different, very different, you know, um, right. in, in, in the motive and the portrayal of, of what's happening. But that does come back to say, uh, not every exposure to sinfulness in a particular media is always wrong in the sense of, um, if we see sexual acts displayed in the scripture, it's not explicit. Um, right. It is not. It is not graphic, uh, in the sense that it is creating a picture in your head. It's mm-hmm. letting you know that sinfulness went down, um, yeah. but it is not uh, embellishing details like what you would see in something like Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, where it's going to very vividly create a scene that is intended to linger in your mind to lure you into this fantasy 
which oftentimes um, people begin to pursue those fantasies and act um, upon those sins. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah. So I, I yeah. Uh, any thoughts, Nick? You so, got anything? So that, so it's not just the motivation of the, of the person engaging in the media. It's also the motivation of the artist. Yeah. So right, what right. is the motivation of, what is the motivation? of the scriptures what is the motivation of the song of solomon well to rejoice to show a couple rejoicing in in their love and their marriage even in a sexual way Mm -hmm. um and to 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 be able to hold that up as a holy standard whereas you know game of thrones or 50 shades of gray is its desire is to titillate rather than to hold up uh you know (laughs) Uh, monogamy as yeah, the right. standard for, for covenantal anything. oneness so, in right right <laughs> hey, hey can i i know you're making a point here and and it's uh i just game of thrones i just want to say for those listeners because i know we got students who watch that mm-hmm. and and to, to to drive the point further just to show you how how uh dark and sinful and damaging that stuff is the 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 set. I I've never watched it, but from what I have read about it, there there seems to be a lot of sex scenes and nudity, and even so far as to, um, well, here's where I'm going. What one of the actresses in it, um, had to do some sex scenes where she was being raped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, I mean I mean she wasn't being so raped weird. in real life, but in the story she was being raped, and and she, as as an actress in Hollywood, is far i'm sure she's not a believer uh she um has has made statements about that about how that still disturbs her and has messed her up oh, to man. this day how yeah, traumatizing that was to even act that out and and i'm thinking how can you watch that how are mm-hmm. you watching somebody a, a representation of somebody being raped and 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 uh and 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 you can be okay with that or even get gratification from that and 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 really, it's the same with the whole Fifty Shades of Grey stuff, which has kind of loosened our. Um, well, what do I want to say? It it, it has kind of uh, numbed us to yeah. uh, that type of sexual behavior, where you are, you know, a dominant over the other person. And and I'm not going to try. I, I I know we're not getting graphic here, but. But essentially, you're you're causing harm to the other person, and I've heard justifications for this, and and people are trying to say, well, um, it, it it's just portraying it. You're just role playing, um, and so my question is, is when is it ever okay to role play that you are abusing somebody? When is it okay to role play that you are causing terrible harm to somebody? Well, at least they're doing it here and not doing it in real life, you know absolutely weak uh yeah. weak um justifications for that and yeah. so so again my question is how can you watch that and get gratification and and at the same time here we are me too right we got the me too movement right, right. and uh so we want to be against sexual abuse and and abusing women and objectifying women but yet we have game of thrones where women are being objectified simply by being naked on the screen and causing how many people and males to to lust over that and look at porn and where that's at yet we're against sex trafficking and and abuse you see the uh, yeah. i tried to mention this in a class one time and they they were mishearing me i think 
And uh, my whole point was, how can you stand up and say, you're all about me too? How can you stand up and say, you're all about, you're all against sex trafficking and, and abuse, but then at the same time, you're making movies where you're taking your clothes off in front of the camera and, mm-hmm. and, and you're a part of that system. And <clears throat> if you watch it, <laughs> if any of us watch it, in a sense, we're a part of that system too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, that's, that's good. I agree with what you're saying all the way. Now, would you apply that same uh, consistent way of thinking, switch the sin from sexual immorality to violence? Would you carry a consistent approach to that? Why or why not? Great question. For, for, and, for either of you guys. And Nick, did, were you still going to say something there? I, I, oh, sorry, I, sorry if I did. Did I cut that. you off? Well, oh, no, I, I was, no, that's fine. I was going to follow up with the same question that Luke had. Like, yeah. would you... Would you uh, would you say that the portrayal of of a murder would be something that Christians should not watch as well? Yeah, it, it, honestly, that's a tough one because. Um, it, well, I think first of all, again, you we go back to what's the intent, what's the motive, um, but. It would be hard to argue that all of the violence in movies and all of the violence in video games and the violence talked about in music, it would be hard to argue that that has not desensitized us mm. as as humans. Um, and and I, th- this is one of those areas for me that is just it's it's challenging because. I grew up being able, I was allowed to watch R-rated movies. Um, Me too. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, movies and, and violence and stuff. So, so, but, but again, it was, it was usually the, the, the picture was there is objectively bad <laughs> evil, the bad guys, and there's objectively good. And, and so you would see some violence happen and it wasn't over the top really in the eighties, uh, but you would see some violence happen. And so the good guys had to come and, and fix it. And, and often by using violence, you know, uh, 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 it, um, whether or not you can argue it was just or not. So, um, so that's what I grew up with. And so I was, I personally, I can watch, action movies that that depict the violence and things and it it doesn't bother me i guess in any way and as as far as i'm aware but you know maybe uh, have i been desensitized to some of that probably i mean Mm i you know i probably have been and uh so for me it's it's hard now because you know and I, i i speak about this in class because there are so many movies that i want to see that uh, here, here's an example 300 okay with uh, gerard butler uh the movie 300 it was about the 300 um spartans that stood up against um the uh the raiding hordes of uh the persians okay mm-hmm. and based on a true story now loosely based on a true story is from, from what i understand <laughs> yeah. the, the new movie. Yeah. <laughs> so even like uh what's his name xerxes is uh is a giant or something so i don't anyway um Nephilim? well <laughs> well, some might start to say that. So maybe, uh, <laughs> um, so, so we, Brittany and I, we went to go see that with one of my friends in the movie theater. And, um, 
you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really know about IMDB at the time and stuff and I didn't do my, my homework. And, uh, so early on in the movie, there's just nudity, like blatant nudity, um, of these, you know, these women, these attractive women. And, um, you know, here I'm, and by the way, this was a Saturday night. Um, and I was leading worship the next day. Mm. (laughs) And so, um, Brittany and I both decided, you know, let's, you know, if this is happening right now, well, we should probably mm-hmm. just go. And, uh, and, and I'm, if, if, I would be lying to you if I said that I was like, oh, I can't stand this. We got to get out of here. I was torn. I was like, oh, I know there's going to be just some, some awesome action in this, <laughs> you know, some mm, amazing, right. I, I really want to see it. But, um, you know, thinking that, okay, how am I going to be up in front of believers tomorrow morning, leading them in worship to uh, engage and just uh, being focused and, and, you know, raising our Lord on high. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so we left and uh, we went and got something to eat and waited for my friend to get out, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. made it even more awkward. That's so right. (laughs) Well done, but yeah, yeah. We actually, we've done that twice. We did it in another movie too, where friends, we were there with friends. <laughs> I mean, so, okay. Yeah. So, so now, now look at what happened here. Um, should I have only left just because I was leading worship the next morning? So I, you know, I had to, to, to wrestle with mm, those right. questions. Yeah. And uh, so, so I, okay. So anyway, um, I don't know how helpful that was other than just to say, this is a struggle for me. I like horror movies too. I grew up liking scary movies. And so, I mean, these days the horror movies um, are just trash. Like there's so many that are, they're so filthy. And I, but part of me is like, Oh, I want to see it. That looks like it'd be really scary. You know, I I like it for the scare, but I don't like the, the gore and, and, you know, and a lot of times there's nudity, so I won't watch them. And so, yeah, so that's a tough one. Uh, for yeah. me and and I suppose some of the the movies the action movies I do watch here's here, here's a good example the expendables um, or or Rambo okay the mm-hmm. all of your favorite Rambo movies movie. growing up wrapped into one yeah. yes yeah with a bunch and of so, sequels <laughs> <laughs> that weren't very good <laughs> but uh, but if you watch those it's like it's good guys beating the bad guys they never but when the good guys are beating the bad guys, sometimes there's some over the top gore, like they'll shoot a, a round into somebody and they just explode. <laughs> yeah. so. I think, I think for me, as I, I, I do differentiate action from sexual immorality stuff. And this is why is you just like philosophically. Um, I think that it is, um, the, the sexual union it, it, in scripture, it just is, it's intended to be, um, an exposure of yourself to your one spouse, to your covenanted spouse. And so the visual, um, a- allowing others to enter into that visualization, and I think that's key is that visualization, is that is that is opening up a knowing that is supposed to be intimately intertwined with just one other. And so Jesus says, if you look upon another woman and lust, it's you're equal with adultery. Um, but it doesn't say if you, if you look at someone with anger, it's if you, if you have, if you're harboring anger in your heart, then that is okay. Now that's going to be 
you know, the same root motive of murder. Um, but I think there's something yeah, if you hate them. Is yeah. If you hate them and that's, and that's different than just viewing right. um, a, a, an act of violence. And I think because very much in sexual union between one man and one woman is that um, being known uh, to, to, to be, um, uh, to be bare before the other, you know, and, and to be loved and accepted in that covenantal oneness. And so for me, I do, I do differentiate them. And that's why I, I have a clean conscience watching action movies. Again, uh, that's going to come with those, dis- you know, those disclaimers as well, that not if those action movies come with the Im- sexual immorality as well. And I think you're also right, Brett, in saying that there is a desensitization desensitizing that happens with watching excessive or extreme or unnecessary or just ruthless you know there's all of these ways of depicting things and just i, I think if, if you're a christian with the holy spirit i think there's just something in us that says that's too far yeah. and i think we need to listen to that voice of the holy spirit saying that is not good for you to see um and so yeah you know you um so yeah, I think I think that's why things like IMDb are really helpful to yeah. be able to do your homework, get a little bit of a gauge. This this might not be good. This might not um, this might not foster uh, valuing others, seeing other human life as imago dei or or whatever. And and so I th- I think I think that leads into probably another topic that needs grappled with, and that's the issue of Christian freedom. And the role of the conscience in whatever yes. level of exposure you have to, whether that's a, a, maybe a secular song. Um, it, and again, I would say even in music, there is a level of profanity that I'm not going to, I'm just not going to put that in my head because yeah. in, in, in my desire to renew my mind, that's not going to help me along mm. by filling my mind with those thoughts or lyrics or whatever. But um, I, I do, uh, yeah, I do expose myself to radio stations outside of Star 88.3 and Christian radio, <laughs> right? <laughs> Primarily because I don't want to hear the same song 15 times on my drive into work. Right. So you turn it over to uh, 97.3 to get some pap. That's right, the pap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, so and yeah, I... so um, let's let's maybe get into conscience and and Christian freedom and is. Uh, should this student view a friend um, who is listening to maybe secular music or watching um, particular movies in light of everything that we have just said, not forgetting everything that we've just said, but in light of everything we've just said, um, how should this student approach a friend? Is it a sin necessarily or does this fall under um, uh, conscience? Can I, think I add this... in? Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I was, I was going to just add in before we tackle that um the the profanity thing with movies and stuff and what you said luke was great there comes that point where you're like this is excessive or whatever it's it's like that with profanity too i remember uh you know i love denzel washington Mm. um but i i had to turn training day off i i still don't remember i don't i don't know what happened but i just for whatever reason it was just over the top like f-bombs like right away almost from the get-go and i'm just like man i there was something in me that said okay it's just it's too much and 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 i think too with the music thing with the profanity 
Um, you know, when we're talking about violence in some of these shows where it's good guys beating the bad guys or whatever, and it's not this excessive over the top. Um, can we, can we apply that to the profanity and stuff and in, in like music and gosh, it just seems, I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong. So I'm thinking out loud, but in music, when the profanity is being used, doesn't it seem that it's coming from a place of, of not just anger, but even hatred in the heart, I mm. think. And, mm -hmm. and so it's like, can, are we ever use it? Can profanity ever be used in a good way? <laughs> I guess is, is, is maybe what I'm wondering or, or asking. And just when it's Paul and Scubala. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's for the incoming right. juniors uh, there. I, I even heard too when um, Jesus uh, called uh, Herod a fox, um, somebody had said that that was equivalent to saying the, the um, female dog in mm. today's culture. And I was like, ah. <laughs> doesn't right. quite sound like our Lord and Savior. <laughs> oh, he's a sly fox. Goodness. <laughs> How dare you? Nick, what I think you there's say? so many, I think there's so many issues to deal with, um, with this, uh, topic that it's hard to boil down to, you know, one answer because everybody wants a line and mm, yeah. scriptures don't give us a line. Yeah. Right. The scriptures give us principles. The scriptures uh, tell us how to filter what goes into our brain through, you know, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure. And that's why, you know, I've told um, students, OK, so if I was watching a movie about Al Capone. Right. And Al Capone is telling his enemies Hey, you dang guy, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, auto correct there. Yeah, yeah, he's using yeah. some, you know, oh gosh, I don't like you, you bad person. Is that honest? Is that true? Is that true the way Al Capone would talk or, or any mm. mobster, right? Or so there is an element. There's an element of truth that, yeah. and this is why I have a lot of problems with so-called Christian movies, um, mm. because they often present a dishonest view of reality. Yeah. Right on. And right. So, on. in fact, these Christian movies are actually doing more harm than they are good. Um, so, I, I think I think we have to you have to go back a little bit before that to well, what's your definition of secular? And what's your definition of Christian? Mm. Because Christian in the scriptures is used to describe a person, not as an adjective to tack on to book, music, movies. Right on. So what, mm. what uh, it, let's be scriptural then. If we're going to be scriptural, let's use Christian the way it is intended to describe a person who holds these set of beliefs and made, has made this commitment to Christ but not defining, you know, a, uh, a media uh, category. So mm -hmm. what, what, makes, what makes a song, movie, book Christian? Yeah. Is it they don't have, you know, swear words or they don't portray these things? Um, or, or is it that the author is Christian? Or do they have to use 
use the word Jesus so many times. If that's true, then some of those mob movies would be Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I think we have to go back a little bit and define, mm-hmm. well, what do you mean by secular? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I, are are you saying to maybe, uh, maybe um, what we define as Christian media or whatever, if we're using it as an adjective, um, maybe we should only use it when it's of something maybe that is, um, I don't know if this is even the right way to put it, consistent with the biblical worldview. In other words, it presents um, reality. or maybe maybe this it presents that uh, the correct view of reality is is yeah. is coming from the biblical and, and, worldview. Yeah, right. And and so can can an atheist present present media that is actually consistent with the Christian worldview? Yeah, and you know what? I think that even they goes can right to, because of common grace. Yeah, right. The imago dei in that in right. That, yeah. They are able to create expressions of beauty, for instance, um, right. that are in line with God's design in us to love and value and appreciate beautiful things and to see him as ultimately his design is for us to see him as the end of that beauty. What the, all the beautiful things point to are ultimately um, realized in him. And so, but, but again, then you get into, you know, is a beautiful painting of mountains. Is that Christian? Mm. Well, and and then it comes back to it even almost has to precede that into, um, is this, uh, an, an overflow of the way God has designed and created and wired us to be as humans. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Nick, I, I think too, maybe after each, point that is made go what your larger point we need to go back to each time this is a multifaceted (laughs) question there's so many different variables and avenues with this and um and so i'm even thinking too of the whole element of well the point that was just that we just made so when i go and listen to you know uh something that's like gangster rap just hardcore rap uh just cussing and i mean obviously that's coming from uh, what what's the motive of of the artist and and what's my motive in listening to that and what is it producing within me uh, kind of a thing um, obviously or or let's go to metal you know since I I like hard rock and metal and uh, you know what what is that producing with within me and I'll be honest I shared this with my students not too long ago I so so with that being a big part of my background and being in metal bands and stuff like that I mean some of the stuff I listened to was just pretty dark. And uh, I mean, they weren't like Hail Satan and, you know, I, I didn't listen to any of that kind of stuff, but, but just a lot of anger, man, and aggress- and, and uh, I, so, so I, when I became a Christian, my music taste just changed big, like big time. I, I really did go from listening to, you know, uh, Slipknot and, 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 uh, you know, just uh, Mudvayne and these, these heavy groups and, and to newsboys and FFH. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was this weird change that only could have come from, from, from Christ. Right. And, and a big part of it, you guys was this, it, it was, I realized that, that the, the, the Christ, Christian <laughs> adjective <laughs> uh, music 
um, at least back then, it, it, it was full of life and truth and, and uh, was, was producing a desire within me to, to want to know Christ even more and, and, and to grow in him. And, and, uh, and as I say this, I'm preaching to myself again right now, um, you know, going back to that, I, I, I want to have that desire all the time and I don't always. And so, um, okay. And so, yeah. And, 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 but so I, I did a little sort of experiment and uh, not too long ago when I was doing some cardio and running, I would start listening to some of this old stuff that I used to, I wonder what that sounds like again. And, and I started, I, I feel like I started listening to it a little too much. And what do I mean by that? Well, I just noticed my attitude was changing a little bit. And uh, some of that was just some, you know, I'm like, man, what, why am I listening to this? Like this screaming of <laughs> anger and, 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 and cuss words. And, and, and it, it was affecting me now as a, as a believer. And so, uh, so anyway, there, there is really something to that. And, and so this student, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, sometimes when we're listening to secular music, what is it producing in us? And, and, yeah. and I just came to the conclusion, you know, yeah, I can listen to those guitar riffs and stuff, but, but, but to be honest, it's, it's, and it's kind of a sad point. That stuff is empty. Mm. <laughs> the things they're singing about it. It's, it's emptiness to them. It's life it, to them, you know, sex and, or anger against this person and against your enemies or whatever. That's, that's all there is to life. And, and, and so that's what everything they do is based on. And that's what's coming out of their hearts and, and minds. And, and as Christians, we know that that's not, that's not the end game in life, man. There's, there's, that, that stuff is of death, really. Mm. And, and, and so what happens and what, what, what is the difference when I'm filling my life then with words that aren't empty, <laughs> with words that are filled with truth? And, and of scripture and things. So anyway, whatever that's worth, I, I see. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So I don't know that we explicitly answered the question and I think that's how we like to leave it, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Nick likes to leave things. I think yeah, we like to ruminate around. At this point. <laughs> well, uh, and, uh, for, this, for this student, we'll spend uh, a good yeah. bit of time, a whole unit in UTT, 12th grade Bible, uh, oh, talking about art Awesome. And, uh, oh boy. Talking about this. So I might have to sit that. in on that. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy myself. That's good stuff. Well, hey, gentlemen, as we just wrap up and get ready to sign off, again, we love to just give shout outs to our followers. And you can see that right there. We got a new <laughs> what? <nation> following us. It's <laughs> the Republic of Lithuania. Yeah. Is that a real place? Yes. <laughs> I never heard of that. So, Republic wow. of Lithuania, welcome. May you be wow. blessed. May your people be blessed. As you guys, uh, as you guys share the goodness that's coming out of this place. So, uh, with all of that, we'll say until next time.